You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome back to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm David Hosterman alongside my co-host, John Edwards, with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Justin Fine with Jack Fine Properties. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. John, how you doing today? Good. Good morning, Dave. I know. It's been a few weeks that I, since I've been on the show. <laughs> nice to have you back on the show again. I know. I'm alive, right? And Justin Fine as well back oh, on God. the show. Good, good, good childhood buddy of mine. Went to the same high school, played lacrosse together with the guy, and Talk about one of the best in the business right now. Absolutely. You know, he, Absolutely. He, he, he learned from his father, Jack Fine, who, again, is one of the best in the business and couldn't be uh, more proud of Justin and his success that he's had in the Denver real estate market. Absolutely. So today, guys, we're going to kick off the show. We've got an excellent agent, a native here in Colorado, Justin Fine with Jack Fine Properties. We are fast approaching the hot season for real estate, and Justin will help both buyers and sellers best navigate what could shape up to be a very tumultuous year. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. Tumultuous year. Wow. Tumultuous. I'm surprised surprised you were able to get that one out of your mouth there. (laughs) Yeah. Can I get a dictionary definition, please? (laughs) (laughs) Just got to throw out the quick yellow card for the week uh, that Citywide Home Loans and Jack Fine Properties are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Again, for our uh, listeners just tuning in, we have the luxury of having Justin Fine from Jack Fine Properties here as our MVP guest host on the show. Uh, Justin, uh, I know a lot about you, a lot about your you know past real estate experiences, uh, but do me a favor, you know, tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, real estate, you know, stuff like that. Will do. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, well, firstly, to start off here, Jack Fine, if you were to ask him, he'd say he's my older brother, not my dad. So. That, valid point. <laughs> valid point. Um, but, but as Dave said, and, and John as well, um, local, native, so been around here since day one. Um, grew up down south in what formerly was Little Tin, and rezoned everything to Centennial, went to Apple High School. Yeah. Um, and then... Migrated up north to CSU, so I've stayed here in state, um, and really just uh, loving real estate here in Colorado specifically. Um, you know, here at uh, at Jack Fine Properties, we are um, you know more of a boutique type shop. Um, we are uh, I'm secondary, I guess I should yeah, say, yeah. second generation uh, real estate firm as well. Um, but uh, we're, we're very diverse. We've got about, um, I think, combined over 50 years worth of experience. Yeah. Um, and I think we all know who carries a lot of that weight. But um, <laughs> we're diverse in where we work, where we don't necessarily farm a certain area. Uh, but we, we do stuff as far south as, you know, Castle Rock. And we'll go as far north as um, 
you know, mostly Brighton, Westminster, Thornton, those kinds of places. And then, you know, you've got your offshoots here and there. Well, and, and the cool thing about it, I was talking to Jack the other day, um, just calling, check in, see how he's doing. And, you know, the, the cool thing about a boutique firm, John, is you're not you're not handcuffed on what you can do. When I was talking to Jack the other day, he was getting, he, you know, he was saying he's getting into a lot of commercial deals, mm-hmm. you know, which is that, it, it, you know, that's the kind of stuff that's really cool with a small boutique firm is you can do any type of real estate. You really can. Yeah. And we've got, we've got a good mix between residential uh, as well as commercial, um, you know, plus with the, with the, the boutique type feel. Um, you really get that personal level of service yes. as well, which makes a difference. Um, you know, I know a, a lot of large agencies tout, tout the, the technology piece, which I'm not going to dismiss or say that's not important. But when push comes to shove and you're trying to compete against 30 plus other offers, you know, where's technology getting you there? Um, it's more the experience, the rapport uh, and the knowledge. Well, and now, too, with the technology aspect of it, you know, there's so much technology at the fingertips of the end consumer. You know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now that, you know, are out there looking at houses are finding those houses online themselves Mm -hmm. and then notifying the agent. Hey, I found this awesome house in Harvey Park. Uh, I saw it on Zillow. You know, can can we go see it? Okay, so the client's already done that that piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. That I, th- I think a, a, another huge point about a boutique firm is that level of experience. You know, mm-hmm. Justin just said that their firm has over fifty years of experience. It's no different than our firm at Citywide Home Loans, the mm-hmm. Hosterman team. The amount of experience we have, yeah. uh, it's getting the deals done. At the end of the day, it's all about getting the deals done. Uh, just to put a bow on the, the internet piece there, I mean, the internet has changed the world so much in so many ways, but yeah. especially here in, in, in real estate, um, where you're absolutely correct. Most of the time, you know, buyers are sending you listings that they see. Yes, you're setting up your search criteria in MLS, so you're getting that automatic drip to proactive search. Um, but a lot of people like those syndicated sites. They like the Zillows. They like the Redfins. They like all those. But they're paying more attention, really, than you are, because, I mean, window shopping's half the fun. They're clicking, 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 yes. clicking. Yes, yes. Um, so for me to find you the house, you know, out of the blue or diamond in the rough or something like that in today's world isn't really how this thing works. Now, granted, if I have a listing fall on my lap that meets your criteria, different story. Um, but, you know, as far as me finding something, you're most likely going to find the house before I do. Yeah. Just the difference is once we find it, do you have the right person working with you, the right team to be able to get that thing to happen? Very to get well. Get you in the said. door. Very well, this well is said. a seller's market right now, guys, and this will help us sort of dive right into yeah. into the show here. Yeah, we are on. in the midst of the hottest seller's market probably, certainly any of us have ever seen, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so what that means is, and Justin, you can elaborate on this a little bit, but essentially what that means is that you've got a lot of competition for a house. There's a lot more buyers out there looking for homes than there are homes for sale for those buyers. Sure, absolutely. Um, I can't say that I was the greatest student in school. Um, you know, my teachers never pulled my parents aside and said, hey, you got a real sharp one here. Uh, but this breaks <laughs> down to, to economics 101. It's as simple as supply and demand. The demand is there. The supply is not. Therefore, you're seeing these prices balloon. Um, and and I, think, I think some of that will level off a little bit. I think, um, you know, Everybody's heard, and I'm sure listeners have heard on other shows and other media outlets that the Fed is planning on raising rates. Um, the concern is, is if the Fed doesn't raise rates in March, then the next 
increase in rates is going to be significantly higher. The concern that where we're at right now, in my opinion, is stagflation. I think with that being said, the Fed has to raise rates to avoid A, inflation, and B, loosen up the housing market. If they raise rates, you're going to limit the amount of buyers that are able to purchase homes, which will cross-reference to what uh, Justin just said, it will bring that demand down and that supply and demand will somewhat try to start leveling off. Well, and I'll tell you guys, I have an example just from this morning um, up in Evergreen. We know some people that put their house on the market and they put it on the market yesterday at uh, 1.2. They have 70 showings lined up and an offer in at 1.5. So there are there is truly a backlog in terms of housing and obviously a ton of demand. And I know we see that in the Denver area as well. Uh, But it's here. I mean, that that hot season has hit us. We are upon that hot season. It it is crucial right now to have an experienced real estate agent, somebody like Jack or Justin Fine, that can help you navigate this. Because when you're up against 70 other people on a house, you have got to find out a way to shine. And and Justin, you know, for for our listeners out there, you know, obviously, I'm going to ask you what your techniques are to try to compete, you know, in this market. But for our listeners out there that want to chat with you about you know, buying or selling a house, uh, what's the best number that they can reach Justin Fine at? Uh, best number, 303-522-9622. That's the same one since I've had since high school. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so touching on kind of a few things here, you know, with as far as rates going up, I mean, ideally, I agree. I concur that rates do need to go up um, for a number of reasons. But, I mean, heck, next recession hits, which it's not a matter of if, it's when, it's you know, coming down the horizon at some point. Mm-hmm. What what are the feds going to do? They can't drop rates from, you know, the mid twos at that point. So yeah. we need something down the road to help supplement. Um, but as far as, is, you know, in today's market with buyers and trying to write a winning offer and what does that look like? Um, I mean, granted, there's not, not a whole lot's changed as far as how you need to structure or present an offer. Um, I mean, you're seeing folks that, that yes, are limiting contingencies, um, you know, escalation clauses, which you're seeing a lot of agents say no escalation clauses just because that gets a little bit confusing. But quick closes, um, you know, I'd say probably king of the hill right now is that appraisal gap coverage because things are going so high over asking. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that the seller needs some sort of safety net for themselves as well, because I could offer a million dollars on a $500,000 home. We all know it's not going to appraise for that. Um, so as a seller, let's create a safety net for us and have some sort of appraisal gap coverage. So if um, the, the house does not appraise for the agreed purchase price, that buyer is bringing extra cash to the table to be able to fill that void. But as an agent like you, you are, Justin, the one thing I really like about you versus a lot of the other agents out there in the market right now is if a client is paying over what the market is, is saying that that house is worth, you're being upfront, honest, transparent with that client. Because, you know, dealing with these appraisal gaps and everything, it, it, to me, it's really mirroring what 2007 and 2008, you know, look like back in the day. Because if you're going 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 over what the list price is and what the market is, then you need to make up that uh, with appreciation year over year to then be at the market rate for that property. 
Sure, and hopefully things continue on the trend that they are as, as far as appreciation goes. Yes. I mean, what's the number, 14% year over year mm-hmm. roughly right now, yeah. which, I mean, no other retirement vehicle is going to to reward you as much as, as purchasing real estate right now. Yes. Uh, but yes, you, you have to have, with, with your buyers, um, not only communication, you have to have a clear-cut plan. You got to stick to your plan through this whole process. Um, and, you know, and on top of that, it, you know, I guess... It's a game of inches here where everybody, a lot of these offers are coming in very similar as far as what terms are, what time of limitations on contingencies, but where you separate the men from the boys, and that's probably a really bad example, um, is is rapport. And that's where rapport, rapport, rapport. I mean, I'll repeat that a hundred times. It's how do you stand out from the crowd of 30 offers that all look the same? You got to get that listing agent to know you, like you, trust you. and really, it dovetails it dovetails into making sure you have the right team on your side, not only your agent but as well as your lender. You need someone local, someone who has a good reputation. Um, you know, I deal with a number of buyers that try and do these online type, uh, you know, lenders yeah. that that you know. When I'm on the list side, I'm looking at this. This is a part of the puzzle that I'm looking at when we're accepting and filtering through all of these offers. Um, is not only agent, I have to trust them, I have to like them. Um, on top of that. The lender, I have to know them. I like to trust them. Know that this deal is going to get done, and you're you're vetting those guys. But uh... no, totally, that's very valuable information. And again, for listeners out there, Justin, if anybody wants to talk to you about you know buying, selling, investing, ten thirty one exchanges, you know upsizing, downsizing. You know, uh, over 50 communities. What's the best number that they can reach you at? Best number to get me is 303-522-9622. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes and our podcasts at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, please give us a call at Citywide Home Loans at 303-921-5747. If you'd like to get in touch with Justin Fine with Jack Fine Properties to discuss buying or selling or anything real estate related, he can be reached at 303-522-9622. John, I think we got a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. We do, Dave. We've got some great ones, and Justin's got some really nice listings coming up as well. He's going to talk to us about those in just a minute. Uh, the first one I've got here today is Mateo Gomez with Brokers Guild. He's got a great listing there at 6350 Quitman Court. This one's on the market at 645,000, just under 2,500 square feet, four beds, three bath. Check out this incredible 2003 rebuilt four-bed, three-bath custom home in private Raleigh Flats community. This is easy access to downtown Denver, right near the light rail. This is an excellent property, and if you'd like some more information on it, reach out to Mateo Gomez with Brokers Guild Real Estate at 561-809-7533. I got a fantastic one here, gentlemen. This one's uh, listed by Julio Mira with Brokers Guild Real Estate. This is at 2654 Stout Street in Denver. It's listed at $800,000. It's a three-bed, two-bath, beautiful, charming Victorian house centrally located in Curtis Park. It's a great location. If you'd like to get in touch with Julio Mira from Brokers Guild about this property, give him a call at 303-536-7777.
All right, Justin, I know you've got a couple uh, listings. You have a couple on the market right now, do you not? Uh, I do have a, coming I have a couple coming up here in the immediate future and then uh, um, a handful more kind of over the next 45 to 60 days. But some of these that are coming up in the immediate future here, uh, like within the next couple weeks. Um, I've got a great two-bed, two-bath condo in Littleton Village, so Broadway Dry Creek. It's an all-new development. This one's got some good karma. It's unit number 303. Um, but what differentiates this one from a lot of the others, or majority of those, is, is it's got its own garage versus the shared community garage. Um, but uh, that's going to be a great one coming up here in the next probably week and a half, so please reach out to me on that one. Another one is in uh, City Park, or the artist formerly known as Stapleton. Um, this is going to be a four-bed, four-bath. This will probably be somewhere around the 800 range, uh, but this is a great community uh, and, and great area, a newer home as well. Um, some other ones. I've got one coming up in City Park. That's probably about 30 days out. Another one in Barnum. That's a great little 3-2, um, cute neighborhood, but this thing sits on a big lot, which is a great opportunity um, for a number of reasons. Uh, let's see. Heritage, Heritage Gardens, I've got a condo coming up there. Woodgate Neighborhood, um, I've got one coming up there. That one's a great one. Cherry Creek Schools, yeah. um, which is always helpful, especially here as the summer approaches. People are trying to get kids into those good school districts. Um, I've got another one in Sloan's Lake coming up. That'll probably be about a mill and a half is what my guess is. Um, and then I've got some great acreage out in Conifer that has a beautiful home sitting on it. Um, did I say 10 acres? But that deal should be roughly around... Two and a half mil is what I'm going to guess when we ultimately go live. And the last one, as of now, is over in Sunnyside, which is yeah. a great, growing, fun community. Yeah, totally. Justin, you've got some great listings coming up. If you're out there and you are thinking about purchasing a home, definitely reach out to Justin Fine at 303-522-9622. Guys, let's go ahead and flip the coin here. We've talked about some of the challenges facing buyers in this market right now. Justin, you, it sounds like you've got some sellers that you're working with right now. Talk to us about some of the strategies right now and some of the things that sellers are facing. Sure. Um, you know, I think the stigma here that you, you, you hear a lot is I can just throw anything I want on the market and I'm going to get top dollar for it and, you know, multiple offers, which, you know, and, and to a degree is somewhat true. Uh, but there's a big difference between good offers and great offers. Yes. And if you just take a little bit more time, a little bit more love and you go through the process, really, it does equate to some serious dollars um, on the back end of this thing, as well as terms that you're looking for as a seller in these offers. So those additional provisions like appraisal gap coverage we talked about, sometimes it's rent back, sometimes it's you know just sticking to health and safety type issues on an inspection. You want the clearest path to closing as possible. View speed bumps as possible. Yeah, no, that definitely makes a ton of sense. I think, you know, everybody's got this mindset that like Justin said, oh, I could even list my own house, right? Like, yeah. You know, so if, I, if I'm if i a homeowner and I want to- Fisbo, do, yeah. Exactly, Fisbo. For our listeners out there, for sale by owner. Justin, why would you not want to do that? Well, I think you're you're leaving a lot of money on the table. You're, you're, you're shrinking your buyer pool as well as you're actually exposing yourself to a lot of liability yes. as a seller, yep. um, which could cost you on the back end a lot of money. Yep. No. And, and that's the thing, too, is it's, you know, I want to ask you another quick question. You know, down in where I live down in Columbine Valley, you see a lot of these agents that are doing pocket listings and getting properties under contract. But then but then you're seeing your top agents in that market that say, no, let's put this to the market and see what can happen. And you're getting two, three hundred thousand dollars more by taking it to the market. Would you what, what do you think on that strategy? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every deal's different. Every deal's got a little bit of hair on it, you know, so it's it's always some sort of unique type situation. Um, but, you know, with pocket listings, yeah, those happen. Have I done them? Absolutely. But sometimes that's something that, that the seller wants. They don't want to yes. deal with, especially kind of during COVID, right? They yep. don't want a number of people coming through the house. Um, but as far as, as taking things to market, yeah, absolutely, I, I agree. I mean, look, at the end of the day, first of all, you got to sit down and talk about goals on the front end. What are our goals that we're trying to accomplish by listing and selling our home? And a lot of times, it's, it's I want the highest dollar amount I can get because a lot of times these sellers are going out in the market and buying. So they need to, to, to beef themselves up as much as possible. So, Justin, l- let me ask you, when you're, when you're reviewing offers, let's say you, you do have a listing right now and you've got a, a ridiculous number of offers, let's say 15, 20 offers to review here. I, I'm interested in your perspective on cash offers. Is cash always king when you're reviewing those offers? No, I mean, cash is nice sometimes, absolutely, um, just because you can avoid the appraisal process, things like that. But, you know, cash is not always king. And and even on that piece, the highest offer isn't necessarily always the best. So if you've got a a listing agent just looking at price and taking the highest offer, I think they're really doing their clients a disservice because there are a number of other terms to this equation to set yourself up for success. And last thing you want to do Accept the highest offer. Three weeks down the road, the deal falls through, uh, the deal terminates, and then you're back to square one, and maybe somewhat, then you're stagnant, or you've upset some people, or a lot of those buyers have moved on. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's funny you say the highest is not always the best, but if you look at a lot of these iBuyer companies like Zillow or that Open out, Door, <laughs> you know, those are the companies that highest and best always matters, right? And then, yeah, you yeah, just wait, then you just wait for that contract to fall apart, then you come in as backup. You know, sure, I'll play so, Well, and how many times exactly. have we seen that, Dave? I mean, oh, how many yeah. times have we seen our clients get under contract on a backup offer because the first offer was cash and they're one way out because they always leave one way out, right, Justin? Yep. Sure. They leave one way out and, and it seems like six times out of ten they take that one way out and then all of a sudden you're either going back on the market or you're now dealing with a backup offer. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out our past episodes on our podcast at 104.3 The Fan. For mortgage questions, give us a call at Citywide Home Loans at 303-921-5747. If you'd like to get in touch with Justin Fine with Jack Fine Properties to discuss anything real estate related, give him a call at 303-522-9622. So just to, to jump back in on, on you know, highest offer, cash offer, and really just in general, when you're reviewing offers as a listing agent and a seller, <clears throat> there's a lot of key factors here um, that we just said, you know, not necessarily just price, but you really, it goes back to rapport as well, like I talked mm-hmm. about on the buy side. Yeah. You know, you really want to make sure you're vetting, you're coming through these offers, right? And you want to make sure that you're vetting not only the other agent, because you want to work with somebody that you know is going to work with you. We have the same goal in mind. Let's get to the finish line. Let's get to the closing table. Yes, you represent your guys. I represent mine. But let's work together. Let's not be adversarial. (laughs) Secondary is, is lender. You know, I'm absolutely, as I'm reviewing offers, I look at agent. I look at lender. Um, I call lenders to vet them. Now, granted, have you ever heard a lender say, oh, my guys aren't going to be able to afford this? You know, it's always you get you get. But you can you can get a feel for the lender and how they work as well and get a feel for them just like you would an agent. So really, it's so many contributing factors. And if they are putting a lot of, you know, heavy, heavy cash down or whatever, uh, you want to check proof of funds and just validate that those are all kosher. And the proof of funds. It is so funny how often I hear agents 
So have you verified the proof of funds for the appraisal gap? Yes, I have. But that agent never goes back to the buyer's agent and asks for proof of funds because as the lender, we are not allowed to supply that agent with the proof of funds. Right. That's also, I think, uh, an organizational issue with with the buyer's agent. I mean, if 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 I'm presenting an offer in today's world as a buyer's agent for my buyers, I am not only writing you a clean offer. Yes. I'm sending proof of funds. I'm generally yes. sending a copy of the earnest money check, um, just so they know that that. I physically have that, um, along with any sort of supporting documentation. If there is a post-closing occupancy agreement, I make sure I have that executed right away. So that way they don't have to worry about cleaning that up on the back end. But really, I'm trying to present as many reasons to say yes versus as few reasons to say no to a listing agent. And not to mention, (laughs) I'm knocking on the door constantly by calling them, texting them, making sure that they know who Justin Fine is, building that rapport, making sure that they know I know what the heck I'm talking about, first of all, but also that I'm going to work with them to get the deal done. No, totally. Anytime, any overtime extras here, Johnny? We do. So I was, uh, you know, this is on ESPN radio, so I figured I'd reach out and just see, Justin, you know, what are you thinking for for college basketball this year for March Madness? Any uh, predictions there? You know, all the gears I've been doing, these bracket challenges and all that, I just, the one thing I've determined is the less you know, the better you're going to do in these things. <laughs> so the less you pay attention, um, you know, it's like my wife picks jersey colors or whatever, and she's like, she winds up winning her office pool or something, which is so funny. Um, but no predictions yet for you. Plus, um, if I told you, I might have to kill you because I, I got some bets in. And you'd I, I, be telling I, I, thousands I like, of I like other people, University right? of Wisconsin. They just recently upset uh, Purdue Big the 10? other day. Yeah. yeah, and Wisconsin's got a good team. Johnny Davis yeah. over there, he's talking about a stud, stud player. It was a wild end of the game, by the way. It was, wasn't it? Did you see that? I did, yeah. Yeah, my son's a huge Marquette and Wisconsin fan because of uh, the roots we have out there. and. And uh, Wisconsin, he, 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 Wisconsin. Wisconsin. <laughs> how about how about them Badgers? Don't you know? Yeah, uh, but no, he was he fell asleep and woke up early the next morning and turned on YouTube and found the end, ending of the game and he was thrilled. Yeah, so, you know, but no, March Madness one. is right around the corner. Uh, you know, hopefully the MLB can figure out this lockout. I uh, would hate to miss some of these games. It looks like they've already. Uh, canceled the first two series of the Rockies. So the home opener is still in play, pending that they can get these negotiations settled. So, I was going to ask you about that, Dave, because I know you go to quite a few Rockies games every year. So um, they're not uh, they're not giving selling me any of the seats yet, unfortunately. But we'll see how that comes. No. So. Well, as a uh, season ticket holder, they definitely want their money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with Justin Fine with Jack Fine Properties to discuss. Uh, buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 303-522-9622. Thank you so much for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have questions about financing your next home or refinancing your current mortgage, give us a call at Citywide Home Loans at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show airing right here on ESPN Radio 1600, Saturday at 7 a.m. You can find our past episodes and podcasts at 1043thefan.com.